Welcome to the Profits in Pajamas podcast. I'm Danielle DeTeach, or Coach Danny D, and I help women to create luxury brands by creating processes and tightening their branding. This is where we talk about how to build your business in a way that allows you to work with ease and enjoy your life. My happy space is spending as much time as humanly possible in my pajamas. And I want to help others to find their happy space while still running profitable businesses. So get comfortable and let's dig in. Hello and welcome to the Profits in Pajamas podcast. I am your host, Coach Danny D., And we have a very, very special episode for you guys this week. This is the week of the second anniversary of the podcast. So we have been doing this for two years, which is like insane to me. Um, This, I mean, I've said it before, it kind of started on a whim. Um, One of our guests, Dion, was in the conversation that started this whole thing it really started on a whim and it has been one of the, you know, best decisions that I've made in a very long time. So I'm excited for two years. I'm excited for um, just the coming year and what is to come. I'm excited to have these beautiful women here with me today because they brought so many gems and jewels to all of you this year and I'm just blessed to have them in my life in you know different roles and capacities so I'm really excited for them to be here I don't want to waste a moment of time so I'm going to um let each one of them introduce themselves and then we're gonna get into a great discussion so I'm gonna start just the way y'all appear on my screen I'm gonna start with Ashley you're at the top of my screen girl Hey, Coach Danny. I'm so happy to be here. Um, my name is Ashley, and I am the founder and CEO of Overwhelmed to Organize Virtual Assistance, where we coach entrepreneurs on how to prepare their businesses for a VA, and we also provide virtual assistance services. So, so glad that you have me here today. I'm excited. I am so excited to have you. All right, um, Ms. Monica Pierre. Oh, I'm next. Yes, yes. Thank you so much. I'm Monica Pierre, and I am a three-time Suncoast Emmy Award winner yes. for my work in media. I'm also co-founder of the Storymaker Academy, and it's a six-month program where we not only work on, on your unique story and in your messaging, but we talk about and show you how to become the guardian and the gatekeeper of your own narrative. So I am just passionate about stories and helping people bring that to the forefront, knowing that if we don't control our narrative, we're not going to like the results of other people controlling or denying our stories. I love it. Absolutely love it. All right, Stephanie, number one. <laughs> That's all. I, I'm going to say, I don't want to say your last name wrong, Stephanie, so you know which one I'm talking to. Okay, I'm gonna assume that's me. That's I'm, you, Stephanie. <laughs> I'm just I just realized I was like, I'm gonna say it wrong and I don't want to do that. 
I'm Stephanie Mbellu. I am the primary consultant and founder of Doyen Consulting. Um, I'm an operation consultant who partners with service-based business owners to give them the freedom of mind to create more impact in their business. And we do this through strategic planning, operations management, and team building. And so basically what I help service-based business owners do is to take control of their business so they're running their business and their business is not running them. All right, Stephanie. Okay, now, uh, Renika, you're next on my screen. Hello, everybody. I'm Dr. Renika Harrison Briscoe. Um, I am the founder and CEO of Winning on the Road, which is a consulting firm dedicated to supporting leaders and leadership teams, primarily women, to leverage their strengths. Uh, to improve their businesses and organizations. Um, we specialize in uh, professional development, training, retreats, and executive coaching. So excited to be here. Welcome, welcome. All right, um, Dominice, you're next. Hi, everyone. I'm Dominice Clifton. I'm the founder of Move and Still. Um, and Move and Still offers trauma-informed wellness solutions to organizations to reduce the impacts of stress, burnout, and secondary trauma in order to promote our well-being. We support schools and other organizations in communities with offering holistic mindfulness practices, mental health services, um, with the focus of uplifting communities. Awesome sauce, Dion. Hey, Danny D. Hey, ladies. Uh, Danny Watts Williams. I'm the brand messaging maven. It is my job, my ministry to help brilliant yet misaligned Black women CEOs, entrepreneurs, corporate climbers stand out in what can feel like the crowded marketplace. And I do this through two things, uh, customized brand strategies and content that resonates with your brand soulmate. And I love, love, love all things LinkedIn. So that's the other thing that I teach my clients how to leverage so that they can finally earn what they deserve and live the life that God has destined for them. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Stephanie. Hello, everyone. My name is Stephanie Joya, and I am a business coach for fitness coaches. I help them uh, create their online fitness coaching programs and grow them um, using paid fitness challenges, automation, and team. And I'm really happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Coach Casey J. Hi, everyone. I am Cassandra Coach Cassie J. I am the founder and executive director of Black Women Do Heal, an organization dedicated to providing safe healing spaces to Black and Brown women to heal from trauma, abuse, and the trauma sometimes of just being a Black woman. Uh, I, we do this through our wellness events as well as our recovery coaching and group uh, groups that we have. And um, it is truly my honor and privilege to be here. So thank you. Awesome. I, I'm blessed to have you all here. Um, and I just, you know, everybody in the audience, if you haven't heard their particular episodes, go back and listen to them. Um, but also go and follow them. Like these are people that you need in your um in your feed. These are people that you need, you know, to keep you in. Um, positive, healthy space and in a space that you're moving forward 
in your business. So make sure you take that time and you go and follow them. Um, I know I have a post on the um, Instagram page where everybody's tagged. So it makes it real easy. Just go down the line and follow and um, grow a positive community. Okay, so let's get into it. Ladies, jump in as you see fit. Um, the first question that I want to ask is, what is the biggest lesson that you've learned in 2023? It could be business, it could be personal, but you know, we all, I know it was a year for me, so I, I know it's taught some lessons. <laughs> I can chime in. Um, what my biggest lesson of 2023, which I actually just realized was that I need to learn how to live more in the moment. And instead of like, I'm always chasing a goal. And it's like, once I achieve that goal, I don't take the time to really celebrate it. It's like, okay, what's next? So with that being said, my word for 2024 is fulfillment and be fulfilled so that way I can just learn how to be fulfilled in the moment and really soak in all of my accomplishments and give myself the flowers that you know I deserve humbly I love that I think that's such a beautiful um lesson to learn because I think that we all have experienced that where we just flying through and we don't even realize sometimes like the moments that, you know, we've slid past, like, you know, I'm like, wait, hold up. No, you did this thing. And this thing was great. Like sit mm -hmm. in and enjoy it, you know? Well, I'll go next because uh, I realized, especially the fall toward the end of the year that I really had made an art form out of not sitting, soaking up enjoying letting people heap praise on me that I was always running to the next thing. So I'm, I'm learning. It's been an incredible last quarter, 2023, with a lot of recognition. And it was not comfortable. It was not always easy for me to sit in there. And then one day I said, huh, this is pretty good. <laughs> you know? And it, it inspires others. It inspires you. It uh, absolutely is an honor for me to do these things and to remember our, my ancestors, the people in my life, generations before. So the word that came to me late into, in December of last year, which was just a few days ago, was anointed, that I'm given work that I am anointed to do. And because I'm anointed to do, no time to play around and play small. And that was a big one for me. I, I love that. I love that. So on a similar note, so my word for this year is faithful. And my reason behind my word is I, I can't continue to play in God's face because he gave me an anointing and I have to walk in it in the way that he gave it to me not the way that feels comfortable for me. And so that is my word for the year is that I'm really um, leaning into that because 
you know, he didn't give it for no reason. And I mean, I know he's patient because, you know, he got more patience than I do. But, um, but I mean, you know, there's patience and then there's, you know, you have to get on this and you have to, you know, really do what you need to do. So that's my, that's my word. And that's my, I think that's my lesson as well. I feel like there's a theme going on here. (laughs) (laughs) I had to share because I was like listening to you guys and uh, explain your words and how they contribute to your lessons, which is what I assume is the intention behind creating a word for the, for the following year. At least that's what I've uh, paid attention to reflected back on the last year what do I want to improve and then use that as like my focus going in mixing it with like my goal and my intention but um it was very uh the word that keeps coming up is like faith-based um and it was provision and I know I saw you uh comment on my post about uh faith being faithful this year and being more intentional in that space. And I was like, you know what? Is this the vibe? Am I in the right community? <laughs> when I said provision, I felt like I had to explain a whole story because it was a bunch of things all at once. But literally, it's just being intentional with the steps that um, I'm taking that are di- like divine, divinely uh, guided. But I was mo- like, as soon as I get a download, I would move <laughs> and just do it instead of plan and be more intentional with it um so and the reason why I chose the word provision as the overarching theme was because I know that that's what I need to do in order to get the provision that that's um that is uh you know meant for me and I keep asking for it, manifesting it I get little pieces and it's be, just because I'm moving so fast and not being intentional with these downloads, with these, with these uh, ideas. So that's, I wanted to share my little extension now because I got excited. I was like, oh, the right space. <laughs> Definitely the right space. Definitely the right, yeah. Community has been a big, if I had to say a second lesson, you know, just um, leaning into community and surrounding myself with the right people. Okay. Um, for me, the biggest lesson for 2023 was learning to trust myself. Um, there was a lot of transition in my life in 2023, and there was also a lot of fear that came with that, um, to the point where I started off the year in a deep depression because of that fear and like just all that came with that. Um, and so in my personal life, I had to learn to trust myself. I um, am in the process right now of going through a divorce and, a part of the fear was, am I going to be okay on my own? Like, am I going to be able to do this without this person? You know, I'm a, I'm a mom, we have two children that were co-parenting. And so there was a lot of fear. Um, But as I went through the year, like, I remember having moments where I was looking back and telling myself, I'm so proud of you, because it was like the one thing that I was so afraid of, I proved to myself over this year that yes, like, you will always land on your feet, you just have to bet on yourself. Um, so that was my lesson in my personal life. And then in my professional life, I was starting a lot of, there was a lot of first, there was a lot of, um, leading works workshops and facilitating workshops on topics that were new to me, um, that were uncomfortable at times, uh, 
not feeling ready to do things, but being pushed into doing things. There was traveling to other states to facilitate workshops and places and not being sure how things were going to be received. And every time it was, again, like the fear of like, am I ready for this? Am I good enough? If this, if, Am I going to do a good job of this? And then I got like rave reviews at the end of every workshop and the evaluations just talked about how much they, you know, appreciated the information and my authenticity. And so for me, it was like, you don't have to second guess yourself so much. You can trust yourself. Um, and so I'm taking that into 24. And my word for 24 is intention, um, adding on to what other folks were saying, because I want to move this year um, more strategically, um, thinking about my decisions, someone else said before, just like acting impulsively. Um, so yeah, I'm adding to that. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. That 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 is a... um. I think a lot of us struggle with trust, you know, like, I think that that kind of aligns with the, you know, the faith is like, you know, trusting that I got this and then trusting the unknown because, you know, we all have that comfortable stuff, but, you know, when you have to step out and enter the unknown, it's like, okay, like, can I get a roadmap or something? No, I just gotta, just gotta keep going. Okay. All right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. <laughs> so for me, it sounds like all of y'all are in my brain. <laughs> but I think uh, this year has been a lot for me, which it sounds like it's been a lot for everybody. Um, and I just want to be more joyful, more intentional in um, the things that I select to do, the things that I spend my time on, um, saying no when I should be saying no, um, you know, when things don't line up, uh, forcing things that shouldn't be forced, um, doing things that I just don't enjoy doing um, won't happen in 2024. Uh, my word is execute. Um, 2023, I did a lot of dreaming, um, have had a lot of thoughts, had a lot of ideas, and it's now time to execute. I feel like this is the no limit time, you know, and really moving forward and, and thinking, um, thinking big. Like, you know, a lot, I think a lot of times uh, somebody said playing small earlier, I think playing small gets us shoved in a corner. Um, and when you have a different mindset, a no limit mindset, a, a, um, a mindset around like, let's go big or go home. Um, it opens you up to more possibilities, especially if you are really thoughtful and intentional about what you're saying yes to. Yeah, I totally, I totally agree, Renika. Like, you know, you, you like it's freeing. It's scary at first, but it's freeing once you start just saying no to stuff. Cause it's like, you know, no, no, that don't, that's nothing to do with what I want to be doing. And, um, it becomes freeing and then you start to settle into your happy space. You know, like it's, um, I think it makes it a little bit easier, especially when you're doing bold things, when you are, you, you feel like everything else is in alignment. Like, you know, the scariness is just that it's new, not is this right or wrong? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I'm in the right space. I just have to, you know, put my confidence on and keep going. 
Yeah, I want to piggyback on what Renika said about not like choosing not to pick up everything that's been put in front of you. Um, my work for well for 2023 was posture. I took a page out of Danny D's book a couple of years ago. And I was like, why am I grinding? Why am I chasing? Like I have put in the time, I put in the work and this is not how God wants me to operate. I don't have to chase every opportunity. Like I li literally took my hands off of stuff last year. And that's honestly where, that's when stuff just started to literally just fall in my lap. Um, so now that I've like, Okay, like like you said, it was a trust thing. It was kind of like you're always peeking in the pot. Like I remember my mom cooking, and I used to come in and is it done yet? Is it done yet? And it's like, no. He's like, I got I'm, I got you. I'm cooking something up over here. Um, so I got really comfortable with just understanding that I'm not meant for everybody, knowing my assignment and being okay with not um saying yes just because it's there. Um, so my work for 2024 is anchored. So I really want to stay, I want to maintain that consistency. And especially when you're seeing, you know, friends, family, colleagues, you know, what's trending. I'm like, no, this, this is my, this is my race, my pace. I always say that that's one of my favorite sayings, but like literally, like I don't have to touch a thing until he tells me to touch it or until he tells me to move. So that's my word for this year is to just stay the course and continue to let him, you know, do do all the things on my behalf. I love that, Dion. Anchor. That's 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 strong. That's yeah. very, very strong. It's hard though. It's hard. Oh yeah, it's definitely it's 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 definitely hard. And yeah. you know, because everything not for you. Mm -hmm. everything is not for you and you know sometimes we get we you know wonder why we're not progressing and it's because we keep getting distracted exactly and you know the shiny object and like you said the trends like mm -hmm. you know trends have their place mm -hmm. but you know if you catch on to every trend that comes through I mean there's, there's people that have been in business for hundreds of years and they never touched a trend they they just consistent in what they're doing in business. Now you don't want to be the blockbuster and and you know <laughs> miss the boat. You know what I'm saying? You miss don't want to miss the boat, but at the same time, that still doesn't mean that you have to you know be so fickle mm -hmm. that you get distracted that easily. You know, right? And yeah, that's a challenge. It's a challenge. Sometimes you turn some stuff off and. <laughs> It's been a beautiful thing to just be more in tune and to lead more, lead more, I guess, intuitively into mm -hmm. like what's for me. Like my, I have all these things. I'm a little old lady inside. Um, <laughs> my grandmother used to call it eat the fish and spit out the bone. Like you take what you need, but not all, all that that passes across your, your path is your assignment. And so I'm like, oh, is that what this is now? Is that why I was so tired for all those years? Because I was trying to do all the things. So yeah, it, that's that's a really good feeling. I love it. Yeah. All right. Ooh, anybody wait. else before I move on? Go ahead, Cassie. So, um, as as one of my tribe members would say, y'all are on my streets <laughs> at my porch <laughs> because um, you know 
in 2023, I, I'm very, very grateful. That was the time I think I started to get real clear. Um, not that I had not been clear on vision as much, but I was trying to do all the things, you know, and when you're doing a lot, you know, um, in these solopreneur streets, you know, you have to, you have a lot that you have to do, right? Um, and while I'm grateful for the learning opportunity, I'm grateful to understand how these things work because I had to learn how to do them to make things function. Um, I, I literally started saying it and folks laugh when I say it, but like, no, I'm not a content creator. I coach people. Like, this is what, this is what I do. Oh yeah, I, I'm not a photographer. I coach people. <laughs> Uh, you know, I don't do this. I'm, I coach people. Yeah, the numbers, that's not for me. I coach people, <laughs> you know, and they laugh, but it's like, I'm so serious. And the reminder is to myself, this is what I do. This is what I'm called to do. And the capacity that I'm called to do it, right? And that reminder that I don't have to chase the trends, you know, um, chasing the social media, chasing the algorithm. The algorithm says do this and we jump, we're not. Mm-mm. Nope, I don't want to play. I'm not mm. doing it anymore. <laughs> um, I just got off of sabbatical, well, mini sabbatical. And one of the things I did stay pretty true to, oh, it's so distracting, Stephanie. Um, one of the things I did stay pretty true to was being off of social media, except for Messenger so I could talk to my grandbabies. But that was it. It was like I wasn't on. And when I started to ease my way back in a couple of days ago, like, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't even want to play. And in this season, I think that is going to be some more scaling back of that. Because as I scaled back last year, as I scaled back, more stuff got done that needed to get done that was in line with what it is that I'm supposed to be doing. And it felt so much better. There was so much relief. And so in this season, my word is open. I'm, I am open to what God has, what he wants to do. I'm open to the idea that it does not have to look the way I was thinking it was going to look, that I don't have to jump through all the hoops that they say you have to jump through. Um, we're, I'm a child of the king. You know, I, that's not what I'm doing. And it doesn't mean that there's not work. It's not intentionality, but just a reminder that I can both be intentional about my rest and do what I'm called to do at the same time. I can work in a restful way. How I work doesn't necessarily have to make sense to anybody else. It doesn't mean that it's not work. This is just how I'm working and what I'm called to do in the way that I'm called to do it and kind of owning that and the openness again, that as God starts to reveal those things to me, instead of being like, Lord, who are you talking to? Are you, you meant me? Did you mean me? Like really being like, okay, you meant me. And I might not know how it's going to end, but I understand this is the assignment. And let me just be obedient because this disobedience hasn't been working out for me. And let me just go on over here and do this. <laughs> so the word for me is open. Um, and I'll say one last thing. The other thing that um, had been mindful because as a believer, knowing that I was called to do work that wasn't a Christian space had been a thing that had been a teeter-totter for me. You know, I knew that this is what it is and I'm happy to do it. This is, this is no problem for me, but the space that you're creating is not a Christian space, right? So that had been a teeter-totter and all on this sabbatical, 
I was blessed as, you know, just sharing and talking and connecting and the words, you're doing God's work. You're doing God's work. You're doing God's work. And that openness to the reminder that just because it's not in the sanctuary, just because it's not at the church, just because it's not in this space does not mean that it's not God's work. And to remind myself and to be open to what God can still do, will still do through that opportunity. So that's my word. And thank you guys for being on my street, on my porch. <laughs> and I, you know, I want to just say like, you know, you know, I'm a, I'm a believer, but you know, you're not going to see me in, in the church on Sunday. Um, you know, that's, that's my reality, but my relationship with God is strong. And I wholeheartedly, you know, feel like whatever you do that he has ordained is his work, you know, and it, it's not going to always be at the church house. And sometimes it's going to be at the place that's the furthest from the church house. Um, but it's what people, you know, is what people need. And, you know, my grandmother would say, you know, that, you know, the tree by the fruit it bears, you know, certain things about people, regardless of whether or not they ever say it out loud, as far as their faith belief and the way that you walk and you move influences people, whether it's going to make them, you know, come to the altar or not. It influences people and it shows them that there's still love and compassion in the world. So always know that when you are listening to what you're called to do, you are doing God's work. Now, before I switch questions, huh? you can pass the plate on that note. That you was... can pass the plate. I, 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 want, <laughs> I want to give Stephanie a chance to answer if she wants to before I switch to a new <laughs> question. Um, my biggest lesson for 2023, I think was just in endurance. I think 2023 for me and my family was a year of, we, we just had to endure. And sometimes you just have to do that. You know, there's a lot of talk about, oh, always stay moving forward. Sometimes you cannot move forward. Sometimes all you can do is stand in your spot. Just holding your spot is enough. And so for me in 2023, you know, uh, we had to, we we just had to hold the line. <laughs> I'm in the middle, of it, so you know. Look, we just had to hold the line in 2023. That's what we did, and you know, that's all we could do. But I think I feel like 2024 is going to be a year of moving forward. Um, but it taught me that it's okay if all you can do is hold the line. Sometimes you just gotta, you know, live to fight another day. That's that's good enough. You're not gonna win. You're not going to win. You're just going to live to fight another day. And so for me, I'm really excited to have made it through that and have and be reminded for me. I think it was a reminder because um, honestly, I've had a real like I've had a really favorable life, a really favorable career, honestly. And even in my family life and stuff like that has been really good. This, but to just be able to make it through that hard time, get on the other side of it be able to see that, you know, the tide is changing, the season is changing. And now I don't have a word for 2024, but the, the thought I, I read it in a book called building a second brain is um, move quickly and touch lightly. 
And so that's what I plan to do in 2024. I plan to take advantage of this new season, move quickly to do those things I need to do, touch lightly some really new things. I was challenged to do some new things at the end of the year and I did them and I actually ended up enjoying them. So I want to continue to do those new things and really take advantage of this new season that's that's upon us in 2024. So Cassie said about you on somebody's street when you say hold the line, bro. Ooh. Feel like you had pulled up in the driveway. I mean, that's that's just kind of how I feel about you know 2023. There were, you know, and I I I feel mixed feelings about that because there were definitely some huge highlights, but there were some moments where. Ooh, I just was like, all right, then Lord, I'm gonna just sit here. <laughs> I'm gonna just sit here because apparently it's something I need to, you know, I'm not hearing, I'm not learning that, you know, let me, let me just sit and could you just tell it to me real quick? Cause I'm, you know, I'm a little tired of this space, but, um, but yeah, sometimes it, that's how it is. Sometimes it's really just how it is. It just, you know, social media, a lot of times gives this image of what, being an entrepreneur is like and even you know and I think sometimes people think that it's dishonest it's not dishonest it's just nobody about to sit there and say well today I cried all day long because <laughs> today was not daying right you know like nobody is going like nobody wants to celebrate that nobody wants to you know add that to their highlight reel but it's it is real and it is real at all levels as well. Because sometimes when I'm working with people, they, you know, they, I think people have this idea that you get to a point and stuff stops being real. Like, you know, you like cross this threshold of success and, you know, emotions stop being emotions, life stop being life, situations stop being situations. And, as far as I can tell, and you know, I, that is not true. I mean, I'm, I, I, I haven't talked to Oprah yet. You know, that's the last person I need to check with, but as far as I can tell, that's not true. You know, like there's still always going to be those times, those seasons, those, you know, situations. And it's just knowing that your purpose is greater than that moment. And, you know, continuing to push forward. So I'm going to kind of segue my into grand, Go My ahead. grandmother used to say, for every new level, there's a new devil. That's it. And that's it. That's that's the reality. That's the reality. Because we, to me, it's all a journey of self-work. Excuse me. <clears throat> And you're learning, you're learning yourself at each level and each turn. And you've never been there before. And so you're going to learn something new about yourself because you are exposed to something that you've never experienced before. And that's just normal. That's just a part of the process. All right. So I'm going to, I think this is the next best question, right? What does your support system look like and how did you go about building and maintaining it? Um, I, I don't mind starting with that one. Um, 
I think this is is in line with the openness that I've had to learn is that um, your support system is an evolving living thing. Like, you know, I used to think of support system in the construct of this, this permanence that you had to have. And if you didn't have this permanence, then that wasn't really a support system that you were building, right? Um, and also an understanding and just uh, thank you for a coach that I had um, about a year or so ago, just a reminder that you're building your own little personal board of directors. And it's not just those social supports that you have, those informal supports. It's also your care team. But this is part of your whole system. And you need to think of it like that. You are putting people on your team. And sometimes what happens, you know, after the draft? Well, sometimes folks don't get to stay. Sometimes they get in preseason and sometimes they don't get to stay. And you know what? That's okay. It does not mean that it's some awful, terrible thing about them or about you. It just may mean that they don't get to stay. And maybe it's just the season we have you. But understanding that kind of shifted my thoughts about what support, what my support team looked like. The other thing was in constructing it and revamping it was an understanding that I have some beautiful souls that I've been graced with, right? But there are some souls that I can't connect with on certain things. It does not mean they're not part of my support team. It does not mean they don't love me. It doesn't mean that they aren't cheering for me, but maybe they just don't have the capacity to deal with these particular topics that I'm dealing with. You know, um, as a person with lived experience with mental health, I have my peer tribe, you know, and we can, we can go to each other and say, you know what, I'm having a whole day. Mania has kicked in. It is, you know, doing its thing today. And we can laugh and go on because we understand that, you know, it does not mean that some of my friends and people that are around me don't care, don't love me, but they just don't get it. They may not get the reference and I might not be in this space to explain it to them, you know, and that is okay. So I think that in building the support system, one, it was one having grace with myself and not internalizing when people didn't have capacity. Starting to ask the question, even of those who are supporting me, like instead of just calling and being like, girl, let me tell you, oh my gosh, like, hey, this is, I'm going through something. I need to chat. Do you have capacity to have the conversation? Are you in a space to be able to talk? And so in that support, understanding that I'm being as supportive to them, I'm making sure to take care and love them well, because a lot of times we think that we're supporting people and we just loving on them the way we, we would want to be loved on. And you can call me and just start talking and I'm not going to hold it against you because that's just how I am. I'm very direct, but everybody's not that good. They'd be like, dang, you ain't said nothing. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, there's nothing wrong with either or. It's just taking the time to understand, oh, check in, ask the question. And so I think it's been that understanding that as you're building your support, it's definitely a two-way thing. This is your support system, but these are people that you guys are gleaning from. The iron is sharpening iron on some level and that I'm taking care of you and you're taking care of me. And even if that was only for a season that did not devalue what happened in that season, that was very real, needed and necessary for that time.
I love that. I love the, you know, especially the reciprocal component of it. Cause I think sometimes we have those one-sided relationships where, you know, um, you know, you call and, and vent to that person, but you never ask that person how they're doing or you, you know, they may not be the type of person to vent. So you may not ever know that they going through it and they could have been going through the worst season of their life. And you've been talking about this hangnail for like 30 minutes and they like, they like, Oh, okay. You know, they repoing my car in 10 minutes, but you know what? That hangnail, like, you know what I mean? It, it just is like that sometimes because usually the, you know, quote unquote, strong friend is not the one that's going to, you know, open up and um, let loose. So I like that. One thing I would like to say about that, it, it's kind of along the same lines, kind of not, but kind of, is that I get these calls about these really dramatic, terrible situations. And I like to know that they're resolved. <laughs> like I'm the friend that wants <laughs> to hear the good stuff too. Like my friend, I have, it, she'll call and she'll be complaining about her husband. And that's, you know, all these things. And I said, well, I want to know when he buys you flowers too. <laughs> like, let me know when the good stuff happens too. I think it's important that we do. And, and I don't, um, yeah, we need support in, in the trauma and stuff like that that we're going through. But I also think we should share our wins with each other because sometimes I'm going through so much and I'm just holding this line over here that if I could just see that someone else is going, having some great things happen, that's really, you know, that's really going to help fill my cup. And so I think, you know, Let's just not call, you know, our friends and our support system just when we need support, but also to let them know that, hey, that situation that I was crying about last week has been resolved and it has been resolved in my favor. And let's, you know, rejoice and fellowship together about that. So that's just one thing I've been thinking about is not only not who do I cry with, but who do I, who also is the first, you know, are the people that I think of the first people to share that joy with as well. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. that's very, very good. In oh, fact, it's almost good. like the rest of the story. You know, right. we want to know how the story ends. And and so I think sometimes people forget to let us know. You know, Coach Danny D talks about the success journals and how we define success. You know, we always talk about when things go horribly wrong or we lose the contract or it didn't come through, but we never really share the win, like you said, or the victory. And I think that's important as well. And we just really have to program ourselves to notice and to share as well. I think too, I mean, I never thought about that like that before, Stephanie, but I'm like in hearing that, I think sometimes that could change the seasons of friendships because I think sometimes friendships um, end because, you know, if you're that friend and all you do is call me and tell me about, you know, drama, you know what I'm saying? Like after a while, I'm like, I'm tired. Like I actually literally had to say to, you know, somebody close to me, um, what well, is anything positive going on in your life? Because it was at that point that I was making a decision of whether or not we can continue to talk to one another. Because it was just like, oh my God, like every time you call, I feel like all life has been drained out of me. Like, and I don't, I don't live a drama full life. Like, you know, stuff happens, life happens, but I don't purposely put myself in drama, drama situations, right? 
And so it's like, is this all, like, is this what you like? Are you thriving off of this? Cause like, you know, this is wearing me out. But I think sometimes when you do, when you balance that and you have a holistic, you know, friendship, it's a little bit different. Like, you know, yeah, I can listen to you cry, but I mean, something great happened, something in your life somewhere, like, you know, in, in that situation, I was like, you got all these grandkids, like, and nobody found their toes today, or, you know, like, <laughs> learn how to walk, like nothing, like, you know, so I think that it could change the dynamic of friendships, like, if um, you were a full you know, support system successes, you know, failures and everything in between. And, you know, I'm like you, I, I, my cup is filled when good things are happening to people, even if they're not happening to me at that moment. I'll add something. Um, so I jotted down a few things as y'all were talking. So I remember maybe in my twenties or early thirties, um, 20s actually it was the saying no new friends and like having your your solid core or what you thought was your solid core group of friends right and being like I'm good with these you know the this group and what I have realized as I've gotten older is that as we evolve and change and as our lives evolve and change we need friends who will evolve and who are who are evolving and changing with us but also who are who have gone through and experienced what we've gone through so that they can relate to us and so that saying just like doesn't apply anymore now, you know, that I have this awareness that I have. And so as far as my support system goes, there were a few things that came to mind. The first one was I had to be vulnerable and intentional um, in 2023 about building a support system, reaching out to people um, who I wasn't necessarily super close with, but who had gone through a similar experience and being like, hey, we have a mutual friend. I know that you've recently gone through some Something. Can we connect? You know, can we can we start to cultivate a relationship? Because I know that I'm going to need people, um, and I know that you will need me. You know, like we we can we can support one another. And so that was something that was a bit out of my comfort zone, um, but it it ended up being very beneficial to me because I had women who I literally just met last year who held space for me beautifully when I needed them, and it was because I allowed myself to be vulnerable and to let people in in that way. Um, so that would be my first thing that I was going to say as far as support goes. Another thing that came to mind was um, I always used to think I needed a whole bunch of friends, you know, like, and I'm re I'm realizing as I get older, like, you just need a solid few. You just need a solid few, you know, men, women that you can count on that you know are going to hold you down, that you know, you know, when they need you, that you can hold them down. So the numbers, the quantity doesn't matter as much. Um, and then the third thing I was thinking about was God has really blessed me. Um, with a beautiful group of support, but he's put, he's placed people in my lives that act as mirrors for me. One of the things that, um, I struggle with is oftentimes I struggle with seeing myself. So I, the way that other people see me is not always the way that I see myself. And sometimes my support system has to hold up a mirror and remind me of my strengths, remind me of the things that I'm doing well, remind me to celebrate the wins. Sometimes, like y'all have said, when I'm so focused on the gain, they have to, you know, girl, you've been doing this, overcome this, like I celebrate the small things. And so I'm really grateful to have women in my life who see me fully. And when I'm struggling to see myself, they remind me like they are mirrors and they reflect back to me what I sometimes can't see for myself. So I think that that's important too. So 
first of all, no new friends is the most trash thing that I've ever thought in my whole entire life. It like, is. <laughs> like, it really, really is. Like, I mean, I have, you know, in the latter part of my life, uh, you know, met so many people, like amazing people that I connect to on a very deep level. Um, and yeah, that's just trash. Like, I mean, and I was all, I was, I mean, I had all the jerseys and everything. I was team, no new friends. Like I was just like, no, nah, I don't really rock with people like that. I got trust issues and, you know, all of this different stuff. And I'm glad I got over that. Um, I'm glad that, um, I changed that view. Um, but I think, you know, for me, just community, the part that you said about being a mirror, to me, that is the biggest, like, I guess, you know, if I had to say what is the thing that I look for in community, that's it. Because I feel like working with women, meeting, you know, brilliant women, nobody sees themselves. You know, and, you know, I, I really want to kind of like sit here on that on that part for a minute because it's like nobody sees themselves, but everybody else sees you, if that makes sense. And so, you know, I could sit here with every single one of you on this call, all of the, you know, all of, you know, the women I know in my life. And I'm like, how do you not see how dope you are? Like, how do you not see it? Like, you know, and I almost sometimes want to shake people because I'm like, but you can't see. Like, you you really can't see it. You can't. Like, and I know it's true for myself as well. I'm not, you know, like, saying it like that. But it's just, y'all are overflowing. Y'all are overflowing. And so I feel like as community it is our job to continue to remind our sisters around us who they are. Because it's when we aren't living in who we truly are and, and walking in that, that we lose that faith and that we lose that confidence that it takes to carry out the missions that we have. And so, you know, I, I, I always charge people with that. Like if somebody, if you know somebody and they just like the bomb.com, if you're not telling them you're doing a disservice, you need to be telling the people around you because you can't assume. And, you know, the analogy I typically use is like, nobody tells the pretty girl she's pretty, you know, because they just assume she must know she gotta know because you know, she walking around looking like that every day. She got to know. But nobody is going to say that. Nobody compliments that person that's killing it because they think that they know. And every time I have a private conversation, I'm like, but they don't know. Like, <laughs> they do not know. Like, you know, and it, so it that is so important to me. Like, you know, I try to do that for my community and I, I just call upon everybody to do that for their community as well, because, you know, there's the answers to all the world's problems, probably on this call, you know what I'm saying? Like, probably on this call, if not, as we start to fan out into bigger circles, 
but they sitting there not knowing and we're not doing our job to make sure that they know. And so I, I just, I don't know, that's the thing for me. So I'm just, I just wanted to kind of touch on that because we got to keep reminding each other. And it's important and to let people. Things. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so one thing is definitely um, the girl that you don't know. You know, it's nothing like somebody saying, girl, you wearing those boots. You know, I see you pink, you know, pink sweater. I see you, you know, it's something about that love that you get from people that you don't even know. And the smile when it's reciprocated, when you can tell somebody, I see you, sis, go ahead, girl. That just changes their mood, changes their space. Um, I wanted to speak on the question about support system. And for me, it starts at home, right? Um, a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of professional women struggle with relationships, um, you know, struggle in girlfriend, boyfriend relationships or whatever, um, dating relationships, and then they struggle in, in marriage, right? So when I think about my support system, it has to first start with my husband and the relationship that we have and how we manage our household, how we raise our children, how we spend our time and being a, a thousand percent clear on what we're doing, right? So the moves that we're making, the sacrifices that we're making, um, the choices that we're making, we recently um, purchased a new home. You know, he is now commuting. It's a longer commute, but that was a sacrifice that he was willing to make um, for our family, right? So when you think about um, the life that you live, the life that you want, the goals that you have, your support system has to first start at home. If you don't have support there, you're going to be hard pressed to make things happen. Um, I've been blessed with a granny nanny in my mom. She will go to the ends of the earth for us, for her grandchildren, sit in carpool line, whatever um, we need her to do, she will do. So I think uh, when I talk to young women, they always want to know, you know, how did you know your husband was the one? How do you, you know, stay married for so long? And, you know, all of these things. And it's really about communication, um, knowing who you marry, evolving together, um, being on the same page and really working towards the same things. Um, the other thing in that is like getting a return on your investment, right? So if you are, um, if you can spend $200 to get your house clean, but then you can make $1,000 on a job, you need to hire somebody to clean your damn house, sweetheart. Like, why are you slaving in the kitchen, cleaning up, doing all these things when you could um, be really looking at making a return on that time? Um, you know, I interviewed so many Black women who were CEOs making tons of money and they're cooking their own food. They're cleaning their own houses. They're driving the kids everywhere. And it's like, come on, sweetheart. You know, you're going to really burn out um, 
trying to be be superwoman and everything to everybody so let's sit down and make some choices like what what can we do what can we take off your plate how to make this load lighter how do you share this load um the last thing I'll say and I know I've been a little long-winded in this response um a couple months ago I got a call from a friend and I do consider uh this person a friend um we met in college years ago and she said I'm calling because you are one of my longest friend relationships. You know, I've had a lot of relationships that, um, you know, I just don't exist. I feel like even if we haven't talked in, in a minute, we can catch up, you know, all of this. And she was like, you know, why I'm trying to figure out what is it about me? What is it about the people, you know, that I'm connected to? And I said, well, you know, you know what it is for me? I let people be who they are and I'm always be who I am. You know what I'm, you know what you're going to get from me. You're going to get honesty. You're going to get real. You're going to get who I am all of the time. And for people who can take it, you know, it works out pretty well for people who can't, it, it typically doesn't, but I'm not going to judge you. I'm, I'm going to give my opinion. Somebody start talked earlier, but what's the, what's the issue resolved? I'm going to check you. Look, you said you was going to do X, Y, Z and I'm going to come for you. Did you do X, Y, and Z, you know, all of that? And it's out of love. It's out of a good place. It's out of, you know, all of care and concern. But when you are connected to people, it's not about you. It's about them um, and letting them be who they are. And you continue to be who you are. And again, when it doesn't match up, when the vibes are just not there, you know, it's no love loss. It's, it's not all that drama and everything. It just might not be the time. And, and, and since you can call me, Trust you can call me. If I can do it, I'll do it. If you need me, I can definitely be there for you, but it may not be in the same way or how we hang hung out before and you know, all of that. Um, you know, I have people in my life, people in my circle that I may not talk to every day, every six months, but I can call them and, and I can ask for almost anything. And if they have it, it's mine, right? And it's the and it's the same way. Um, on the other side. So like really understanding the people who are down for you, who will ride for you, um, even if it's not that everyday, all day um, situation. I wanted to piggyback on Ronika's, uh, we, we are telepathically on the same page. Um, the biggest uh, lesson out of this conversation that I'm hearing is that we have to set realistic expectations around those relationships, whether it's, you know, my, like in my case, I have a ton of sister coaches, <laughs> right? Danny D and I were in one program and I still keep in touch with those, those ladies. Um, you know, as far as my home life, definitely being on the same page with hubby. Hubby's not an entrepreneur. So when I come to him with a win, he's not going to throw confetti, but I know, <laughs> right? Some of my other friends might because they understand. Um, and the same thing with like relationships and understanding that you know, there's no ill will. Um, I actually had a situation at the end of 22 where I fell out with a friend and I think it was absolutely ridic ridiculous, but I'm like, I wish you the best. I cherish our many years together. Maybe things will come back full circle, but I've under come to understand that like, it doesn't have to look these relationships or these um, supports the way I envision them to look. Like I understand the person, they're evolving like I'm evolving. And yes, for... God bless you with having, you know, a parent that's so involved with the kids, but like, we don't have that. My mother-in-law's 88. My parents are deceased. 
but we have a nanny <laughs> on call. We've got meal prep. We've got a laundry service. We've got a cleaning service. And so we understand like, I, my, my, my kids called me super, superwoman or supermom a couple of months ago. And I was like, no, 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 I'm not <laughs> like mommy is human. I have the same number of hours every day. And here's what I need from you, from you, even if you're a little kid, right? Like if you're 10 years old, you know how to clean that kitchen. <laughs> you know how to fold these clothes. Like there are things that they understand that they can do to help me help the family. Um, and there was something else I was going to say, but I lost my train of thought. But yeah, definitely delegating. Oh, the beauty of it is that you do get to choose. So if I decide, you know, last week I was in my cooking bag and I said, you know what? Um, I'm off the grid from business last week. So it was all about family. It was all about being Susie Homemaker. And then tonight we had Panera for dinner and I was okay with it. <laughs> so it's, it's being, being able to choose in that moment and really setting up my life, my relationships, my business systems, all those things in a way that allows me to live life the way I choose to in that moment. So done. I, I want to kind of just jump on that. Um I think a lot of times we create situations that we put ourselves as prisoner to. And you know you know, y'all know I grew up old Southern grandmother. So, you know, you're supposed to be doing, you know, all the things. And I realized as I started doing less of the things, nobody died. Everybody's still here. You know, I'm, I'm here recording with y'all hubby in the kitchen cooking dinner. You know, we, it's going to be all right. People, they, they have skills as well. Like, I think we get um, this sense of um, pride out of the fact that people need us. And sometimes we have to let that go. Like, you know, what if we took that energy that we putting into being needed and saving everybody into being loved mm. and being taken care of? Like, that's you know that that's a, a whole different perspective and understanding that again nobody's gonna die like you know I left them for two weeks everybody's still alive you know they that came home everybody was still alive everybody looks healthy and well they figured it out I made zero provisions before I left um and they all figured it out so it you know it it really um, is something that we have to shift away from and we have to take it. I think it becomes a part of our identity to some extent, and we have to remove that. We got more to us than being the servant to everyone else. You're here. <laughs> <laughs> I think Ashley was trying to jump in. Um, Go ahead, Danny. Ashley. I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're good. Um, I was going to share that support. For me, support is also on a spectrum and it comes in different seasons. And in full disclosure for 2023, that was a very much grind year, head down. And some of my relationships, like my closest friendships took a hit. 
um, in, at least in my head they did. Um, but because I was so engulfed in like building my business that I didn't have the time to call people and check in on people. And whenever I did speak with people, I'm the strong friend. So I'm used to just sharing wins, right? I'm not the friend that's going to call you and complain. I'm not the friend that's like, I'm a glass half full kind of girl. So even if my life is in shambles, I'm always going to share, you know, the positive in the situation. And um, I forget who mentioned it, but it's really like having the right people that you can share those quote unquote L's with and those lessons that you're learning with is very important. And I just have to get more comfortable with, you know, being vulnerable in that way. Um, Cause I might only tell one or two people like, you know, what's really going on, but to the outside world, you know, everything is great. I'm killing it. You know, I'm doing the thing. <laughs> um, and, you know, I'm like living this quote unquote glamorous lifestyle. Um, but it's really about having the friends that understand when you you're in that grind season where it's like, oh no, I got to call Ashley and check in on her. Um, because I know that she has her head down right now and she's going through X, Y, Z um, versus being the type of friend that, you know, you just kind of let them be. So I was grateful to have friends um, that called me and checked in on me and asked me, like, how are you doing really? Like, tell me the real, like, how are you? Um, so that was one thing that I'm grateful for within my support system. Oh, sis, I need to piggyback on that one because <laughs> honestly, I was like, I relate to everybody. I've been sitting back listening and everybody's uh, shares have been um, even powerful reminders for myself. I love the one where it's like, make sure you're balancing the wins with the losses and finishing the story because I've gotten for the first time, I feel like ever an opportunity where I, the people that understand what I'm doing day to day, like they, they know the grind life that you were speaking of, Ashley. Um, they see my wins because I have no problem sharing the wins. Like, like you said, uh, Danny, about like sharing the wins on social media. Um, but I try to be more intentional about the, like the realness of growing a business, like the, the downsides, the, the, when life is lifing. But you don't, it's not a, it's, it is a highlight reel, I would say the, the, the like hard moments, but I attribute the fact that I am still in um, thrive mode, like that I am still stepping into this thriving seat. I'm still moving forward to the friends that I had that were, that received my downs when I, cause I, I honestly went to them on a, a knee jerk reaction a lot of things that happened throughout the year were so devastating or so tough that I had to tell somebody. I didn't even feel safe in my coaching, my my the, the coaches that I paid for, that I was in that community. I didn't even feel safe saying it because as a business coach, like you're not supposed to, you know, X, Y, Z, you know, some my own mind track. But I didn't feel safe saying everything in those spaces. And I wanted to just like get it off my chest sometimes. Um, and without the friends, and I distinctively have two in my head, and they know exactly who they are. I'll make sure they listen to this. Shout out to y'all because without y'all, I, I, mm, like, I don't know where my mind would be to have those um reliefs of just like tears at all. And 
with them, I do know I, I they see my wins, they hear my wins. I made sure to let them know when things were great. But when having people that knew what I was going through, and literally I talk to them every day now, they weren't that we weren't that close before these conversations. So now I don't even know what to call it. Um, I call it, you know, some people call them squads and community members, best business besties or whatever. Like it doesn't feel like what they did for my world um, over the past year doesn't have a name. There's no descriptor like the, the, that would diminish the value that they provided. Um, but it, But having them is so powerful. I wish I could give everybody a blueprint on what to do. But the only thing that I can say that I did was um, pay attention to the people that you do want in that circle, like, you know, identify who they are and then open up, be vulnerable, tell, like, talk about the, the bad stuff that's happening, the negative things that you might not feel comfortable in certain spaces and create that space for yourself. Because when you're growing a business and life is lifing, like, it, <laughs> The business, you don't want to shut down the business, especially if you're full-time like I was last year. You can't really shut down the business. You still got to move forward and life is just going to life regardless. It's going to do it again, I'm sure. 2024, I have, you know, high hopes for what it's going to do, but, uh, but stuff's going to happen again. I'm, I'm confident. But now I know I have this strong community, strong bind, bond with these women and they're giving me right back what I gave them. So it's like, I know it's there because it's being reciprocated. When they're going through stuff, they're coming to me and it's a blessing. That's all. That got me all excited, actually. <laughs> so I want to just add to that. Um, Cause you know, we talked about the, the, the friend that, you know, kind of just throws up all of the negative things or whatever, but you know, like my immediate, like, you know, we, you know, on group chat every day, friend circle, we all a strong friend. And it's a weird dynamic because we're like super close, but at the same time, we all have this thing about shutting down when things are bad and not communicating. And it took, something happening to one of my friends and I didn't know what to do. And I knew that she was doing the same thing that I do in the same situation, but as a friend, it was so hard on the outside to not be able to, you know, penetrate, like to not be able to give that hug or say that thing or do, you know, because that shut down and I don't know why that one instance as opposed to the millions of other times that that has happened amongst us in different ways stuck with me and it charged me to be a better friend by being more vulnerable myself so it charged me to say you know what you having a bad day these are your closest friends. Just say you're having a bad day. And just open up in that way. And, you know, in a way, lead by example. 
Like these people have been through all the, you know, the biggest and the, you know, the lowest moments of your life. And if you can't be vulnerable with them, then who can you be vulnerable with? And so it was just for me, knowing that vulnerability comes with building relationship and then knowing on the other side, on the professional side, you know, there are people who, you know, whether it was what I was putting out or what they were picking up had this like image of like perfection. And I'm like, no, <laughs> like, like, absolutely not. So you want me to run down the greatest hits of like, you know, things that have gone wrong? Like, let's go. And I actually had somebody I was working with um, say, like, I had you on this pedestal. And she said, I mean, I put you there. I don't think you put you there. But that made me realize that when people don't really know you and they're only seeing the one side of you, they don't get to see that, you know what, I'm just a human person. And honestly, that's kind of what this podcast has been is my, you know, my space to just be no pretense, no anything else, just be open, honest. And, you know, when each of you have been on and have conversation, like, I promise, you know, every time I interview somebody, something come out that they wasn't like, if they was sitting there thinking about how this interview was going to go, they, it wasn't on the agenda of things for them to say, but it's that vulnerability. It's sharing that vulnerability that I think connects with people and um, makes people realize that these women are doing amazing things, but they are still real people. And I think that, you know, it's actually inspiring because then people realize, okay, well, they're, they're, they're just like me. And if they can do amazing things, I can do amazing things too. So, you know, I I do try to allow myself to be more vulnerable in all aspects of my life. All right. I'm going to do one more question because we could be here all night because I know we all have so much. So much. So let me try to pick the the best um the best one. All right. I feel like this one about to go deep. Okay. So, and I think we talked about it a little bit, but I I, I do want to hit it a little bit more. How do you handle feeling stuck or um imposter syndrome? Oh, I see some looks. All right. Well, don't rush in. <laughs> I'll, I'll rush in, sort because I'm like, I feel like I need to uh, sit with this a little bit longer. But uh, <laughs> <by everybody? laughs> I look, I just looked across the screen. I was like, I got some looks. Okay, okay. <laughs> but as soon as you said it, I was reminded of something that I wrote this morning. So I was like, I would have just keep it simple and go with what I, what I, the revelation that I had this morning is like, I'm going to just put it how it came up. Cause it's, it's very strong. When I'm talking about self, it's very strong. Like how dare you question your value 
when it was given to you the like uh, uh, through um divine alignment like I was give like God gave me this purpose you know I matched it with the passion right you know I put my own judge on it but he gave me these skills like the, the reason I even had the education that I have in order to coach my clients if I outline it all it does not make sense the only reason why I was able to do all of this to have this immense amount of value that I bring to the market is because this is my purpose so how dare you question your value they literally like I'm questioning God and his value which is like right? I would never, like, so why we, so this, so what I'm, what I was doing was, like, it still, it still happens, it's still question about you, like, I still had those thoughts, like, don't get me wrong, it's not my, I'm trying to create these knee-jerk reactions as reminders, because when I was younger, um, there was an affirmation that I used to say before, like I'm talking about young enough where I, you didn't know what affirmation you ain't never heard the word yet like that young but I used to say so my my real last name you won't see it anywhere on social media is Motai and um I used to say you know I'm a Motai everything I touch turns to gold and not until like nowadays where it's like you're being more intentional about the words that you're using uh, or I'm I'm being more intentional with the words that I'm using that I realized I used to say it all the time. Too bad I don't use that last name so much anymore, but I still have it in my head. It's still my knee-jerk reaction when I have certain thoughts. So I've been, I, what I started today, this morning was uh, that new knee-jerk reaction when I start to question my value, remind myself of where I got that value from. And that's hilarious to me because that is where the whole like stop playing in God's face thing came from okay. is because he he approved me he certified me he you know he did all these things and how can I get caught up in anybody saying that I am not what he says that I am including myself because he said it. And so that is the thing that I go back to when I'm having those moments is that he said so. So I, I just, again, we all on the same block, on the same street. <laughs> go ahead, Ashley. I saw you unmute. Yeah. So imposter syndrome, we used to go together real bad. <laughs> um, I would say up until last year. Um, there was a lot of self-work I had to do to the point where at the beginning of January in 2023, I started journaling daily and um, there was like a podcast that I was listening to and the host talked about having a win book. And so I started both of that. And I realized that me being able to really like get my thoughts out of my head and putting it down onto paper, physically writing out everything that I was thinking and really being intentional with reframing my thoughts and my self-talk because it used to be bad. And like Stephanie, um, I've been reciting affirmations maybe since 2021. And I would say last year was the year I really got serious with reciting these affirmations and actively reframing my thoughts in the moment. 
where it's like, oh, you're so stupid. Like something I just say, I used to be like, oh, you're so stupid. Even something like that, like you say it enough times, you begin to believe it. And I had to catch myself and say, actually, no. Um, and instead, I, I, I rephrased it with, good job, Ashley. It's in a sarcastic tone, but it's like, I'm still saying something positive, right? I'm not saying, oh my God, Ashley, you're so stupid for dropping that on the floor, right? I'm like, oh, good job. <laughs> um, so it took a lot of reframing those thoughts and writing down my wins and collecting the evidence that I am enough, I am worthy, I am walking in my purpose. And every time like I got my client a win, every time I had a win in my personal life, I wrote it down no matter how big, no matter how small and collecting that evidence and looking at it and reading it really helped with, you know, not being so harsh to myself. And that was the one of the biggest transformations for me last year. So I'm going to be remiss. And I know Monica is jumping at the bit that if I don't say, um, you know, shameless plug for the success journal, she about to pull it out. She have it. She have it right there ready. Um, <laughs> in the other room. <laughs> but uh, Monica was actually the catalyst of me creating a success journal because it's something that I um, talk about all the time with my clients because we remember every failure. Remember every time we, we still remember the time we tripped and fell in third grade and everybody laughed. We remember that, but we don't remember the success that we had this morning. You know, as soon as it comes, it goes. And so that's the, you know, whole thought behind the success journal is to switch that mindset to get us to focus on the fact that we have successes every day. We are constantly living in success, but we just, again, we talked about that earlier. We just gloss through it and we move to the next thing. And sometimes we really need to sit in it. We need to, you know, think about not only what happened, but how did we feel when that happened and really own the success that we're having because, you know, if you were to sit and write it all down and look at it and then think about the fact that you're like, I didn't, you know, I, I, I'm I feeling unsuccessful. And you start looking at everything that you've done. Like I, you know, I always do a year end recap and I do it for personal. And then I also usually do it for like the balloon business. When I start doing it, I'm like, I don't even remember doing that. Like I did that this year. Like you, 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 it's something about that reflection and bringing yourself back to those moments in the moments of self-doubt. Cause they're going to come, you know, that's just human nature. We're going to have self-doubt, but um, no, it's just that it's very important that we start really chronicling our success. So um, I, of course, I'm gonna put the link to the success journal in the show notes. Um, Vanna, Vanna, Monica. Yeah. Um, it's in the other room, but I do have the, <laughs> I don't have it. Yeah. Mine is success in my jar that Coach Daddy D got for me where on a slip, slip, a slip of paper, I put down a win in my success jar as well. So beautiful. Yeah. I, I just, for the longest, I never really thought that I had an issue with imposter syndrome. Not me. And then I realized, uh-huh, 
Yeah, you do. And that it can come on me so quickly that it throws me for a loop and I catch myself in the, but yeah, and those types of things. But also is because sometimes just to sit in God's goodness and sit in what God gave me, not to the detriment of anybody else, but what God gave me and the way God uses my voice and the way God uses my words and the gateway God uses how I help people feel. Sometimes I would just cry all day. And it's those moments when I remember, yeah, yeah, that is what you're called to do. That is your anointing. That is your privilege. That is your price for being in this world. And those are the days that I definitely have to journal, but I forget and don't take a moment to be in awe of what God gave me. So get the journal. <laughs> it's a beautiful journal. Oh, goodness. No, but I do love that, Monica. Like, cause it is, it's when you are really like in your purpose, it is so powerful. It is so absolutely powerful. And sometimes that power can be overwhelming. Mm. And I think sometimes, you know, the imposter syndrome is not necessarily. Um, I think it's, 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 it's the fear of the greatness, if that makes sense. You know, like the, the, like, you know, I'm like, God, you're really calling me to do this, like this. Like you, you sure, like, did you, <laughs> did you double check this assignment? But it's, you know, it's that power sometimes, um, the power of the purpose that can be intimidating. I'll jump in. Um, I love this question and all the responses so far have been really beautiful. Um, so I was, I have to write down my ideas so I don't forget them. So I wrote down that imposter syndrome comes when we are unable to see ourselves fully questioning, am I good enough or capable to do this occurs because we have created this image in our heads of who we desire to be. There's this book called the gap in the game that talks about how, when we are highly ambitious people, we are usually um, unhappy or dealing with something like imposter syndrome because of how we measure our progress. And so when we all have this ideal version of ourselves or this ideal version of our business, this ideal version of our lives, our marriage, parenting, all of these things, it's a constantly moving target that's always out of reach. And so when we are able to measure ourselves against that ideal, that's called the gap, right? So when you're when you're constantly thinking that I need to be this version of myself, you're stuck in the gap. And so the book talks about when we begin to measure ourselves against the previous versions of ourselves, we're in the game. And so imposter syndrome for me has been decreased, like it still shows up, but it has lessened because I look at who I was three years ago, five years ago, you know, a decade ago. And I'm like, I'm so different from that version of myself. I've evolved. I've grown so much. I receive when people tell me that they see the growth in me. Um, and so instead of thinking about all that I have not accomplished and feeling like I still have such a long way to go, sometimes I just have to kind of what Monica says, sit in what I've been able to do. Um, and not necessarily even just like business success, sit in how I am able to regulate my emotions as 
transparent. I don't always get it right, but I'm doing better. Sit in how I have been able to trust myself more. Sit in how I've been able to choose myself and say yes and walk away from something that didn't serve me. Like when we look at those things, those gains, then it begins to lessen the imposter syndrome. I love that. I love that. Because I mean, I think we do have, um, I'm working on this, this, this talk right now. And I'm, you know, this idea of success and the su- success is always, um, or often measured by like industry standards and, or, you know, ideals, you know, if it's a personal success, but not necessarily by what is our path or what is, um, what is, you know, our, like where we find fulfillment. And so I feel like, you know, you never going to reach success if it's not tailor made for you. Any more on that question? Just thinking about um, something that Dominique said about, you know, recognizing where those feelings are coming from. Um, I had to really learn. It just came from a point of just being tired of being tired of. I had to learn how not to take on other people's experiences or what they would project on me or those just really horrible things that, you know, would happen early on in my life or in my career that affected my self-esteem, you know? Um, and that's honestly seeing that in, in a lot of my clients, that's what, you know, got me into coaching, going from consulting to coaching, because I would see these women with just amazing resumes and all the credentials and they would like doubt themselves. And, you know, after talking to them, it was like, oh, I had this experience when I was a little girl. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> like all those little things that people say, you know, especially, you know, as a little black girl, you know, my daughter, and I told, I've told the story before, like someone told me basically repeatedly while she was standing there that like she talks too much. And so as a result of that, and this happened at church of all places, but as a result of that, she was like, oh mom, like this school year, I had to learn not to talk so much. So like all these things that we hear and take in and experience that people, whether they mean well or not, are kind of dumping on us that plays such a big role in how we show up later on in life. And so it wasn't until I was probably close to 40 before I realized like, oh, wait a minute, I've really been internalizing this stuff. And that that wasn't mine to, to carry. So that's really an important step is to sit with, you know, be honest with, you know, about what you're feeling and recognize exactly where does this come from? And then once you kind of talk yourself through that, you're like, okay, <laughs> that's a lie so I'm gonna put that over there on that on that side yeah I totally agree Dion. I um do an imposter syndrome challenge and mm. that's one of the first parts of it is figuring out where it comes from I love it mm-hmm. because once you know what that trigger is then you can kind of you know you can navigate it a little bit better you know that doesn't mean it's still not going to trigger you from time to time but at least you know right where that voice is coming from you know it's kind of like before (laughs) that it's like you know a little whisper in your ear and you're like where is that you know you're trying to figure out where that sound Mm -hmm. is coming from but once you know 
you know, it was when I was five years old and so-and-so told me, you know, mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z, then it helps you better prepare yourself for, you know, moving forward from it. And a lot of times, like you said, it's somebody projecting something onto you. And when you can trace it back, you can realize, well, that was really that person's problem. Like yeah. I've been carrying it for I've been carrying it for 35 years, 40 years, you know, but that was really that person's thing to carry. And I'm I'm gonna put it down now. You know, they can come pick it up if they want to, but it ain't gonna be my thing anymore. Like, but I think, you know, putting words to it and really knowing that, okay, I doubt myself because I was told this, you know, as a child. So anybody else? So I just want to add something. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I don't go. I feel like one thing that has to be addressed when it comes to imposter syndrome, just based off of what Dion said, is for people of color, we also have to address and acknowledge that imposter syndrome syndrome also comes from living in a world where we are constantly told that we are not good enough, especially as Black women. Like we can have the resume that has all the receipts, all of the accomplishments, and then we show up in spaces where we are still questioned based on our hair, what we wear, how we sound, our intelligence is still questioned. And so when that happens to you, when you've had that type of trauma or experience, those type of microaggressions or like blatant disrespect in your face and you hear stories from other women who've experienced the same thing, it can easily become a process of questioning, am I good enough? Because we are made to feel like we are not good enough in spaces. Typically, we are showing up twice as good as the next person in the room with the resume twice as strong. But again, like we are the message for centuries has been that we are not. No, yeah. Oh, that's totally... Like, <laughs> yeah, I, all I can say is amen on that one. I mean, I think that that's a hundred percent true that that is the, um, the, the narrative, you know, we, we good enough to be the backbone of things, but not good enough for the promotion, not good enough for the, um, the, the higher, um, positions. We're not good enough for the raise, but without us, all things struggle. So, I mean, that is definitely a reality. And I think that that is even more so why we have to be each other's um, mirror and be each other's reminder of who we are so that regardless of who someone else tells us we are, we can stand in the confidence of who we are and what we're worth. One thing I want to say about uh, imposter syndrome, I wasn't going to say anything, honestly, um, because I feel like I wonder if you should speak on something where you're still really struggling with it. But I would say for me, my start in, in overcoming that is just remembering that there are people out there who need my service. There are people out there whose back end of their business is a hot mess they're missing time with their kids. They're missing time with their husband. They need to know how to do these things. So for me, whenever I think I'm not going to say something or I'm not going to pitch this person 
or I'm not going to speak up about what I do, I think to myself, this woman might really need me. And if I say that I love women and that I want to help women and I want to empower women, I can't do that if I keep my mouth closed when I see my sister struggling with something that is in, in you know, with something that is easy for me because it's my gift. So if I don't say anything, and so that's for me, that's how I overcome is just to be like, you know, why am I even doing this if I'm not going to help the people that need it? So. That's so powerful. And you just reminded me of this quote that I heard that has stuck with me. And it is the longer you take to step into your purpose and serve the people that you're meant to serve, the longer good people will suffer. And as long as you hold on to that one, it will definitely help with overcoming imposter syndrome. Can you say that again? <laughs> I need to write it back so we can write it down. Let me make sure I don't butcher it. So it's the longer you take to step into your purpose and serve the people that you're meant to serve, the longer good people will continue to suffer. Because like you said, there's someone out there that needs your services. There's someone out there that needs your support. There's someone out there like waiting for you to post that piece of content that you've been holding on to, you know, because you have the knowledge that people are willing to pay for and you have to put it out there. I absolutely love that. I, I, I'm a, um, I, I don't have my notepad like the rest of them, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna play that part back. Okay. Um, because I, I, I love that, but that, you know, I, I didn't know that quote, but I agree on um, both Stephanie and Ashley, like that is a way that I overcome as well, because when I get in my feelings and I want to go sit and hide in the corner, the Lord always sends somebody either in need or somebody to thank me for something that reminds me that I need to keep going. And I need to keep doing because the work that I'm doing is helping other people to see themselves, to find their happiness, to find their joy. Like, so that's, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. And, you know, I actually was saying to a client this morning to remember and this is another like combat of imposter syndrome to remember to do something every day in your purpose. And it don't have to be the biggest thing in the world. It could be something, you know, as small as, um, you know, sitting down and making a post, whatever it is, do something every day to, you know, to sit in your purpose and, you know, this morning when I was sitting talking to the client, I got it, it was just a courtesy call that I offered, right? But I probably needed that call more than she did because, you know, I've been off for a minute in the, you know, in the fog trying to get back into the swing of things. And in that moment on that call, I was fully sitting in my purpose. And that reignited that um that passion to keep going so you know again it don't have to be huge but something that reminds you that gives you that spark because 
it's something about being in that purpose that is, you know, transformative. So that's my commitment to myself for the year is to make sure that I'm always staying in that purpose and walking tall in that purpose and trying to avoid the, you know, introverted me wanting to shrink back. So I'm going to wrap it up, y'all, because again, we could go, we could go. And I know I'm loving this conversation. I am going to give everybody a moment if you either want to do a final comment or if you want to share what's going on in your world. Y'all can, y'all can go. What I'd like to uh, share <laughs> is, I mean, this whole idea of, of the, you know, this, this, this person, this who really needs what I have and what I've been gifted and what I want to share is that I'm so hoping that the person who's been hesitant about their story, about figuring out their having clarity about the story to tell now, around the message to share now on various platforms, whether it's on stage, whether it's at a networking event, that they really reach out to me so we can have a conversation about them becoming the guardian and the gatekeeper of their own narrative. And to do that by really looking into the Storymaker Academy, uh, I just would love to have that talk because I just, I've seen the power of what story can do. So I don't know if you just want to put it in the show notes, but simply monicapierpresents.com slash academy. And yes, ladies, share all of your links in the show so that I can put them in the show notes. Whatever you want me to present to the audience, I'll put into the show notes. Um, I'm just going to, you know, piggyback on Monica real quick um, as a graduate of the Storymaker Academy. Um it is a phenomenal program. She is masterful at pulling your story. And this is coming from an introvert who um, probably the last place on earth that I want to be is on a stage. But um, now that is, you know, the place that I absolutely enjoy being. So, um, yeah, I can't say enough about the Storymaker Academy and um and Monica and her gift, it is her gift and her anointing because I've been in other speaker programs before and she has a special way of nurturing you through the process and getting results. So mm -hmm. just, you know. Thank you for that. Just you. For that. And you speaking, oh my goodness. I was like, well, I have Ooh. to, I, I'm, I'm a groupie. I want to follow Danielle. <laughs> And hear her speak. <laughs> and oh, Ronika as well. Okay. <laughs> I'll go next. I am also a graduate of the Storymakers Academy, which has been just a phenomenal time. We even graduated in, in doing part B <laughs> of um the program. Uh do it for you, do it for your business, um, do it, uh, invest the time in yourself. I have a lot going on in 2024. Y'all know that execute, it was my word. So I will be starting my podcast. I went on to Instagram and Facebook 
and um, followed y'all and all that, please follow me back. I will be needing guests. Um, so I will definitely be reaching out. Um, my website will be up in a few, Dr. Anika Briscoe. Um, uh, .com. Uh, I can also be found on Instagram at Winning on the Road. Uh, my favorite platform is LinkedIn, Ronika Harrison Briscoe. Um, but I'm really interested this year in working with leadership teams and facilitating retreats. So if there's anybody who's out there who want to learn more about themselves, how to be more effective, I'm a strengths certified Clifton Strengths coach, as well as Myers-Briggs, using those tools to help people um, learn more about themselves and help teams become more effective. So please refer, refer, refer. I'll go next. Um, so first, I just want to start by thanking you, Danny, for um, bringing us all together and inviting me to be a part of this space. Um, it was such an honor to sit amongst such amazing Black women who I'm meeting for the first time. Um, but I, it just... Anytime I get in a, in a room with a group of Black women, I just feel so proud to be a Black woman um, because we are so talented and diverse and unique and beautiful. Um, and the world would just not be what it is without us. And I strongly believe that. Um, I am not on social media much these days, but I have a book that I've released in 2023 called Hold Space to Heal. And my work is all about um, healing, you know, recovering from stress and trauma, really bringing the body into the healing process. And so Hold Space to Heal offers seven somatic practices to help you release, reconnect, and remember your power. Um, practices like, sorry, y'all, practices like yoga, breath work, meditation, it goes deeply into things that are really helpful for releasing trauma. Um, and I also created a soul care card deck in 2023, and it's for women. It's a deck of 44 cards that are designed for you to pull a card every day and do something to nourish yourself. Um, and so for all the women that are listening that are entrepreneurs that sometimes forget to make time for yourself, it's a really beautiful way to pour back and give into yourself. And the activities range from three to 30 minutes. So it's not anything that's really long, um, but it's an easy way to make sure that you prioritize yourself, even if it's just for a little bit every day. Awesome sauce. And you're welcome. I, I you know, you were my first guest that I hadn't known prior to interviewing them. And that made me nervous. Um, and when we did the pre-interview, oh my God, like we clicked like immediately. I was like, oh my God, like, you know, like, so that was again, like, I guess a vulnerability moment, uh, you know, a, a twist on no new friends and um, just being, you know, open that was Cassie's where it was open being open to the possibility because you know by that point this is this had become my baby like you know this like this whole like podcast and this process had become larger than life and it it was confirmation of the divineness of it all you know what I'm saying like that like, you know, I'm like, okay, this is an outside person that I don't know. I haven't really vetted. And for it to be such a perfect match, like, was amazing. And then everyone else that came after, like, I'm just like, I'm like, I feel like 
everybody who has been a guest, whether I knew them like for a long time or if I knew them for 10 minutes, it was just such an instant connection. And that has just been absolutely beautiful. So I am blessed to have shared space with every one of you. I'll All right, next. who's next? All right, Ashley, come on. I'll go. Um, so once again, I am Ashley and thank you, Coach Danny, for setting up this amazing panel. I've had such an amazing time. This is a really great conversation. And I want to close this out with a word of wisdom. So this is your permission to ask for help, right? As I mentioned that powerful quote before, the longer you take to fully step into your purpose, the longer good people will suffer. So if you are an overwhelmed entrepreneur that are wearing all the hats in your business, you are the sole entrepreneur in your business, you are doing all of the things by yourself, this is your sign to ask for help, right? And there's no better person to partner with than a virtual assistant, especially as your first hire to work with. So with that being said, I can be found at overwhelmed to organized underscore VA on Instagram. Um, go ahead, follow me and check out my content because I'm almost positive it is going to speak to you. So thank you once again for having me. Yes, y'all get help, get help, get help, get help. It's only so much you can do. It's only so much you can do. I will go. Thank you so much, Danny D. Um, it's been great seeing this evolve it was just the conversation and i'm like this got a whole platform <laughs> love it oh I love yes i will say this about about danny when she gets an idea or a thought she is laser focused and she is one to implement and so um i just love that about you i just love that about you uh let's see words of wisdom so i would say the odds of someone having your exact same DNA is one in 400 trillion. And a part of your DNA is your zhuzh, your secret sauce, all, all, of, all of that, you, all the things that you bring to the table, your skills, your talents, your gifts. So do not let another day go by with you doubting what you bring to the table. Um, if you are someone who's like, oh, I'm not sure how to talk about what I do or how to really show up with clarity um, and with confidence, I would love for you to connect with me at workwithdion.com. Um, I'm also on all the platforms, whatever it was, Twitter, X, <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and my favorite LinkedIn. Um, I have a lot of different programs and one-on-one you know, offerings to help you with your personal brand, both short-term and long-term. So it's been a pleasure. Yes, Dion. And I, I, I want to thank, cause I don't even think it was my original idea. I don't remember who started the conversation, but <laughs> we started a conversation in December and I had a podcast in January. So, and we were like, you love PJs. And we, you always talking about, you know, sitting back and making it do what it do. So why not? Yeah. And like it, I said, it was as simple as that. And it yep. was like, 
and it it sparked and I really did not know if I was going to like a podcast. I didn't know. I, I was just like, I'm going to try it and see what happens. And, you know, either stick or it won't. And we we two years deep. Two years deep. So thank you and that support system for even just, I mean, there were so many things that were created in that group. Yeah. All right, who's next? Who's next? Well, Coach Danny D, I want to thank you very much for this opportunity. It has been amazing um, since I first uh, ran into you at the conference and appeared on your podcast, not to mention just being a conversation, a part of this conversation tonight has just been amazing. So thank you so much for that. And really thank you to everyone on the panel, because honestly, I have my notebook and it is full of gems. It's full of notes from things that I have heard tonight. Um, again, my name is Stephanie Mbellu with Doyen Consulting. Um, you can find me at Doyen Consulting on Instagram and Facebook and at doyenconsulting.com. Uh, right now, uh, one of the things that um, that I'm, one of the, the things that I'm pushing is my strategic planning workshop. It's gonna be happening later this month or you can do a um, individual strategic planning session. We talked about getting those ideas out of your head um, helping you to overcome some of those barriers that you're having, those challenges, and not just from a coaching standpoint, but from a an execution standpoint, right? To really help you develop those action plans that you're going to need to create that impact that you want this year with yourself and with your team. Because that's another thing. When you're working with a team, they cannot execute on your vision if they don't know what it is, if it's in your head. So that's what we help you do. And at the beginning of the year, that's one of the things that I, we really focus on um, is the strategic planning aspect. So head over to doyenconsulting.com and uh, contact me if you want to know more about the strategic planning workshop or if you want to book a strategic planning session with you or you and your team. Awesome. Awesome. Yes. Yes. I think sometimes we do forget as entrepreneurs that team aspect and what that looks like. And, you know, I hear people all the time fussing about their people and their team. And I'm like, um, but did you communicate to them <laughs> at all what they're supposed to be doing? Did you take the time to lay the groundwork for them to understand what's going on? It might be you. It just might be you. Um, so Y'all get it figured out, get it, you know, you can't, it's only so far you can grow without a team and it's only so well you can grow without a team that understands what you're doing. So I think Stephanie, I think it's you, girl. I really do trying to be like, um, <laughs> <laughs> like the, uh, my, my fingers on the mute button, like, <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I'm gonna try and be cute and uh, do a little cool transition. So if you're looking for a team, just kidding. I can't. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, honestly, real talk, you guys, like we we've been in the uh, the 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 wave of the way that things are going right now in business, and everybody knows, like, in order to grow, you need that support. You need a mentor. You need someone that has been there before, done the work gone through it and knows how to take you where take you through those sticky moments so 
Um, what I actually want to do is a, like a call out, like anybody that is in this like plateau. So in fitness, you think of plateau where, you know, you, you're doing all the things, you're doing everything that everybody told you to do, uh, but nothing's happening. If you feel like you're, if that's happening with you in your online fitness coaching business, reach out to me. I really love um, talking to my community and just uh, building that relationship, understanding where those sticky points are and taking you through them. So you can reach me on Instagram. Uh, that's my primary platform, at least as of today. Uh, I don't know how it is. I keep saying I'm going to go to TikTok. I don't know, probably not. But uh, <laughs> the Stephanie Julia is Stephanie with an S. Um, and I, you know, it's so funny. Just yesterday, I met with a podcast producer and I will be launching my podcast in February. Yes, y'all need to help me with a name. I'm probably going to talk to y'all because I'm still stuck on that part. But um, so I don't have the website yet, but it, but once it is, it'll be all over my Instagram um, as well as my website, stephaniejulia.com. If you ever want to get into my community, uh, learn more about what I specifically teach uh, in helping you, you know, grow and and um, create sustainable growth in your online fitness coaching business, uh, go over to growyouronlinefitbiz.com slash podcast. And um, you can, you know, learn, grab some training and, and get into my community that way. So um, thank you again, Coach Danny, for uh, blessing me with this space. This was really dope. All of you ladies are so amazing. And I'm mad I didn't bring a notebook. It's recorded though. It's recorded. It's, it's Yo, recorded. this is about to be one of my faves in my podcast. Like seriously. Right. It's recorded. We get we can listen back. So it's gonna be okay. Um, <laughs> so I'm Coach Danny D. Um I always start off the year with a I haven't set a date yet, but um by the time this airs, I'll have a date in the, the notes for um a goal setting workshop as well as um, I'm about to run a new round of the calendar detox that I do. So the calendar detox is um, basically making sure that your actions are aligned with your success story, what you want it to look like, where you're going, and removing those things that are not in alignment with that su success story. Okay. It's late. The S's are not trying to come out right. Um, so I will be running um, that probably in February. And then in March, I'm going to run um, my imposter syndrome um, capable confident challenge again as well. So the capable confident challenge is uncovering the root of your imposter syndrome and then building up an arsenal to help you stay in your confident state. And um, things, tools to help you when you are triggered and to help you stay from getting triggered. So that, um, Monica, you got your hand up. Yes, I yes, would like to say that I am a graduate of both of those programs, uh, the, the calendar detox and the uh, the one about the challenge with the imposter syndrome. Amazing. Amazing. It will change your world. Thank you. I'll put my hand down now. Now you're good, Monica. <laughs> 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 but so I will be running those um at the the start of the year 
Um, and I'll put everybody's information in the show notes. Ladies, just either email me or throw it in the chat and I'll um, put everybody's information in the show notes so that you guys can get in touch with these ladies and all of the things that they're offering. And one thing I want to say in closing is, you know, and I, I, I feel like a couple of you, you know, kind of hinted at it, but just this conversation has been therapeutic. And I want to challenge the listeners to find your community, to find your tribe, to find other brilliant women that are on the same path. They don't have to be doing the thing that you're doing, but that are on the same path, that are aligned, that, you know, you know, in 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 um, romantic relationships, we talk about people being equally yoked, but you need people that are equally yoked in your friendships, in your professional relationships. Um, you need to walk with people that are walking the walk that you're walking. And so find those people and commune with them. Because I've never walked away from a conversation, whether it's, you know, like this, a panel discussion or, you know, each one of the podcast episodes that these ladies were on, not feeling, feeling that my cup was full. So get some good people in your life and, and cultivate those relationships. Don't, you know, don't take them for granted. Build upon them. So I'm going to go because again, I, you know, we could go, we can go all night. Um, there's some brilliant minds here. Um, get to know them, watch their episodes because my goodness, they all are absolutely powerful um, we just did the hundredth episode. Monica was my guest host, and you know she said, "I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna ask you which one is your favorite because I know that's like picking between like your children." And I'm like, "Don't ask, please don't ask me that question because I don't want to answer it." But every one is my favorite until I do the next one. It, it, it that's just the reality of it because it's just each time is such a um a great experience and a great exchange. And it's something about, you know, we said about no new friends. It's something about people coming into your space and sharing perspective in a way that no matter if it's a topic that you, you know, done over and over again, that new perspective breathes life and gives you a new sense of creativity and a new sense of purpose. So thank you ladies for sharing in this space, for agreeing to be a guest. Cause I mean, it'd been a, a few times where I just like randomly was like, Hey, look, <laughs> don't you want to be a guest on my podcast? Stephanie looked at me like a deer in headlights when I, like we, we were at a conference. I was like, you know what? <laughs> you would be a perfect guest for my podcast. And she was like, huh? Well, who? But I mean, again, it's been a it's it's been a, a a divine connection, and I'm grateful for each and every one of you. I'm going to wrap up, and we will come together next week. Mm -hmm.
Thank you for listening to the Profits in Pajamas podcast. I hope you got some great tips to start working with ease. Want to stay connected? Follow me at Your Workflow on Instagram. For more information about building your luxury brand, register for my upcoming luxury brand workshop at coachdannyd.com.